in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. No longer powered by Guns Up Nation. That is right. Sorry, everyone. We have loved and appreciated everything that Guns Up Nation has done for us. Uh, we we love being part of the team. We love being with the Guns Up uh, Nation podcast, with Talking Tech podcast, with the Rambling Raiders. They were all great. We love the family over there. And it's definitely still mute, uh, uh, amicable. It's definitely still great. But we are no longer part of the Guns Up podcast network. We wish everybody over there the best. To know what network we will be joining, stay tuned. That news will actually come sooner rather than later. But as far as this episode, we're independent. We're indie, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, we are no longer part of Guns Up Nation, but um, all props to them. We wish them the best. They're absolutely the best blog in the Texas Tech blog verse. No, we've worked for a few blogs. All of us at Tor- Tortillas and Takes has worked at a f- another blog, and I, it's not even close. Guns Up is the best blog out there, and we know our way around the Texas Tech verse. They're the best ones. Read their stuff. Listen to their podcast. They're fantastic. Um, so before we get into the big meat and potatoes of today's episode, uh, I got to, you know, I I got to say this. First, I, I didn't even introduce myself. This is Albie Shore. If you don't already know, you should already know. Uh, but I'm, I, you know, I got to eat crow. I got to eat crow. Uh, Kenzie, our graphic superstar, has every three days has gotten to me and kept saying, oh, the volleyball team. We've been talking mess about the volleyball team. I made a comment, a couple comments, about the volleyball team way back in September, I want to say it was. About the fact that they weren't any good because they usually were not. And, and I, they, listen, I don't know if they took this to heart. I don't know if they saw that and said, okay, we'll show you. But they they went out and did the damn thing. All right. First NCAA tournament in 20 years. 20 years. Well deserved. They went out and beat some teams. They had no right. Or I, I previously thought they had no right beating. I you know what? I'm gonna shut the hell up. I'm gonna say this is a good team. This is a good team. I hope they I hope they go and go out and win the whole damn thing. All right. Um, you know, I just want a little piece in the 30 for 30 by the Texas Tech volleyball team in the future when they win the national championship. And it's all because this stupid podcaster back in September was laughing at them saying, uh, good job, good effort. Oh, they're not any good. And, and, and they had to shut me up. All right. And yes, that's me mocking myself as I, as I need to, because I was wrong, very wrong. They shut me the hell up. Um, next more housekeeping here. or not housekeeping really the Texas tech housekeeping. Sonny Cumbie got hired and then said, I, thanks, but no thanks. He's actually taking the head coaching job at Louisiana Tech. So good for him. Good for him. I uh, couldn't have happened to a better offensive coordinator. I, I think I think Sonny Cumbie is the best OC that we've had at Tech. Well, since Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> it's only been two years. There's only one guy in between the two of them. And, well, we know how we feel about him. So, But he was good. He was a really good offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, I think he was better than Neil Brown, who we had during the Tupperville days. Uh, you know, I, I, and I think he was, he really went out. It was very energetic. He had such passion for this program. And I think no matter who we get to replace him at OC, that passion is going to be hard to replicate. But, but sorry, Sonny, the pump jack stays here. I, I, I'm sorry. You cannot bring that to Rustin. All right. You can go get a rust belt or whatever the hell they do over there in, in North Louisiana. But the pump jack stays here, my man. Um, as far as who the new OC might be, I look, I'm all on the Zach Kitley train. All right? Get me Kitley off top. He is somebody that's very passionate about Lubbock, very passionate about West Texas as well. Um, but the things that he's done in Western Kentucky with Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi's a very talented person, a very talented player, but, bruh, Kitley got it going on. Kitley, Kitley is the man. It's To me, it's Kitley or bust. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Get him the hell out of Western Kentucky. Bring him home. He should be the offensive coordinator. No ifs, ands, or buts. If we, if you want to get an, a quarterback coach to supplement that, whatever. I don't care. Go get Zach Kelly. All right, he is absolutely the man for the job. Some say he might be Kingsbury 2.0, but in a good way, right? And and I, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Go out, Joey, Joey, JoJo, go out and get Zach Kelly. He's he's a beast. He's a beast. So, listen, I'm not on this podcast by myself. I know I've been talking a lot, but I am not on this podcast by myself. 
and it is about time that I introduce who is on the podcast with me. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring the people that I got on with the pod on the pod with me. First up, got to bring on my right hand man, Dylan Smythe. What is up, Dill? What is up, Red Raider Nation? Uh, I'm just going to keep this intro short and sweet because we have got a Texas Tech legend on the pod. That's right. That's right. I ain't even teased it like that yet. I ain't even teased it like that yet. But you know what I'm saying? Dylan's, Dylan's going to let out the kitten and caboodle. Let's, let's go ahead and bring him on. We got Norrence Odiase on the podcast. What is up, Norrence? How are we doing? How are we doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Good to be on here. And thank you guys for having me on here. I mean, thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah, coming on. We, I'm no, I'm no legend. I'm just a, a regular guy coming to talk to us. Nah, man, don't, alum, don't. So <laughs> you ain't got to be humble. You was, you was out. You which game was it that you were, you were in, uh, uh, in the crowd for? You were in the crowd for one of the recent games. Oh and yeah. They spent oh, a yeah. good, they spent a good twenty <laughs> minutes, <laughs> a good twenty no. minutes talking about you. You had the, you know, what I'm saying you had the, you had the nice little Hawaiian shirt on. No, they bro, was talking about your bro, outfit. I had, I had no idea too. I had no idea. <laughs> like the cameras on. Like I had no idea. But no, it's a lot of love when I go back to Lubbock and even when I'm in the arena. So maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right. Yeah, man. You ain't, you ain't got to be humble. You know, that's just, if you're that guy, you're that guy. And that's that's cool. Uh, so, Norris, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. I know we were pre-pod. You were telling us a little bit about uh, you had an opportunity with Detroit's G League team. Yeah. Uh, so what? So athletically, and when it comes to basketball, what what have you been up to? Yeah, basketball wise, I mean, I train all summer. I, I do. I have a routine all summer. I come back, have some trainers. Uh, Six a.m. to let's say one. I'm I'm working athletically. Um, so that carried on to actually when uh, to October, I had a chance to be with the Detroit G League team, Motor City Cruise. I was there and literally the first day uh, I sprained my ankle. Um, so that was like God saying, hey, sit, sit down. I got something different for you. So I'm back in Dallas. I actually do some uh, I have like business ventures and I have a corporate uh, job on the side. But like I'm I'm still playing like there's still teams hit me up, but I'm waiting on the right decision and the right opportunity for me personally for me to take another leap to a different city while I have so much going on so that's my current state right now so there's so many Red Raiders that are in the G League have you gotten some maybe some advice from Mooney or from Evans or like I mean Mooney's out there playing in Mexico right now so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so Ramsey has spent a lot of time in the G League last year right so no, you know, like, some advice Steven we're not really advice. We're all close. Even our final four group, we have a final four uh, group message. We chat like almost every day. We talk a lot with the guys. Keenan's like my best friend. He's uh, in Israel. He's doing a great job with a great team. I mean, the Tel Aviv, he's having a, like, he's, he's having a blast. He had a so. game winner the other day. I saw on Twitter or something like that. Like, like yeah, Keenan, Keenan's doing his thing and I'm very, I'm so happy for him and, and that opportunity he has there. So now we connect, we all know what it is. We all know it's a grind and everybody has a different journey and a different path to get there. Even Jarrett touched the G league a little bit to get, to get going. And, and I'm happy for his trade as well. But so I'm I'm connected with all the guys still, and and we all know our process individuals. So it's 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 good just just finding your niche, finding your grind, and staying down and staying uh, focused is is really what all of us are are doing. So you were talking a little bit about Keenan being out in Israel. Is overseas an option for you? <laughs> Honestly. I, t I talked about this on my pod, which we can go into later. But at this moment, no, because I got so much, bro, like so much I'm doing right now, like that is kind of like setting the stage for my future. I have so much going on. So at this moment, no, because it, it wouldn't work practically, to be honest, if I'm being frank with you. But always in the future like that. It was a great experience. I mean, it's great ball. Their, their fans are crazy. It's love. The money's good. Like it's good living. But right now I feel like God is telling me, Norris, stay, sit down, sit down and, and focus <laughs> on things I have for you here. So. so you talked a little bit about some of the business vendors you have going on. Is there anything you can discuss on here? I like for me, I'm a type of guy that I'm in the pavement. I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm doing things. So until it's like there, I'm good. Like I'm, you know, I'm more behind the scenes on what I'm doing, like Brian and things like that. But when it's there, it, it'll, God will bring it to light. So, yeah. 
Well, let us know because you know NIL wasn't a thing when you were in school. No, bro. Exactly. We gotta retroactively get you paid. Isn't that crazy? Bro? <laughs> how how hot are you that you missed out? Okay, okay. To be honest, to be honest, I had a conversation with Keenan actually about this, and I was like, you know, I honestly am not mad because it's like you we paved the way, like every generation paves the way. And then he was like, Stop, bro, shut up. He's like, I'm pissed. He's like, I'm pissed. You he's like, Norris, you know how much money y'all would have got like last year? Like, like when y'all make I was like, all right, you're right. Like, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I'm kind of like torn on that, bro. Like the the numbers I've heard and just the rumors, it, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Like, so. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, K K got a, a raising canes deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I went, I went, I came back to the the weekend. I came back to Lubbock. I went. I talked to the guys. I saw the team. I was able to talk to the coach and and see the new staff. And then after after practice, I walked upstairs. I said, just a row full of canes, just caniac combos, fries, bread. I'm like. <laughs> And he was like, oh, it's all on me. Like, that's a different fact. <laughs> I said, this is insane. This is crazy. This is crazy. They don't know what they have. So, nah, I'm pissed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> with that being said, and you, we alluded to uh, how much money you could have been made, making during that 2018 Final Four run. Uh, walk us, let's, let's, you know, let's flash back, right? right. Walk us through that run. The year before, you know, we talked. Keenan was going crazy. You know, helped every, the whole team brought us to the right. y'all brought us to the Elite Eight somewhere we've never been before. You know what I mean? The next year was it? We all really thinking like, oh, we can do it again, or was it like, man, that was a crazy run? Let's try to do as best as we can. Like, what was what was in y'all's mind coming into that 2018 season? You know, bro. Like that's the thing. It's like the world saw Keenan leave our best player. We saw. Uh, guys to the draft. We saw our seniors league. We saw just an influx of new players. And we're like, how in the hell are you ever going to do something like that? Like we did it, had a great year, but honestly, like we actually believe that like, we like it's something like it's something, it's a different flex when you are against the world and you're like, even kind of like not saying anything to the fans, but even they probably didn't expect it, but there's something deeper when you have like a deeper knowing that like, nah, we're going to be there. That's like it feels different. So I knew the whole time. Personally, I knew um, that's why I don't know if anybody knows the story of we played uh, Zion. I think coach and uh, a lot of the guys told this story. We played Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, the Duke team that they said they could beat the Cavs like that year. They were on a run, whatever. And we mm -hmm. play them and we lose in a, in a tough game. And I was just pissed after the game because it's like. I, I had a deeper knowing like where this team was going to be, like who we are. So I wasn't like, yeah, we play with Duke. Like, no, I, I was just pissed off because just doing the most in the locker room. And, and that kind of like not just set the tone, but kind of set the mindset. Like that's where I'm at. That's where we're at. And, and, and it ended up happening like that. So, yeah, I will say I'll, I'll be, I'll be pretty real with you. I didn't, I was, I didn't think y'all was going to be that team until that yeah. new game. Yeah. That Duke game, I mean, I, I remember mm -hmm. we were talking, Bill and I were talking, we were like, uh, you know, not Khan's going to be good, the team's yeah. going to be good, but ooh, that Duke game, huh? sorry. Yeah. And then I watched it, I'm like, oh, no, nah, they, they're coming. And this, think is of, a, this is a different team. And to think of it you as were right, y'all were very much there. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, as a fan, as a fan, like, if it was me, I, like, how would you think that without a, a game like that? So I understand mm -hmm. that. I, I can I can understand the mindset of a fan, like, uh Okay. Oh, yeah. They something now. They play with Duke. Like I can understand that. So yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So as the season goes on, you have that hard fight loss to Duke, um, which kind of, like I said, really put y'all on the map. It was one of those losses that even though you lost, it's a game that you're right there. You had every chance to win it right there, and it shows that you have you have the talent to compete with at the, at the high level. Season goes on. You you're competing for Big Twelve championship. You go into the tournament where we're a high seed from the very beginning of the tournament. Was it a, like championship or bust? It's a great question. Um, honestly, no, it's just one game season, one game at a time, one game at a time as, as like, I guess, what is, what is the word as whatever, as it may sound like, Oh, everybody says that it literally was like our preparation for each and every game was so detailed. Like 
Like we like from the the smaller schools we played, what uh, Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, the first game, like we were locked in. We had, he had a great play, a great big. Like we were locked in on their shooters. Like every single game was so like focused in a different matchup. We weren't ever looking ahead because our coaching staff and us and our players were like, nah, it's one game at a time. So that that really propelled us and that 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 kind of just gave us a, all right next one next one and then we're like oh we're here there is no next one so it's like <laughs> that that kind of mindset got us there are you still so incredibly heated about that uh out of bounds call i'm heated about a lot of stuff in that game <laughs> literally over the quarantine i think i finally watched like some of it and it's just like a feeling in me that's it's just crazy man like just to think like we should have won a national championship. It's like, that is so like, even talking about it, it's like, that is so, yeah. I uh, like, yeah. So no, nah, I'm pissed about a lot of things in that yeah. game. Yeah. I feel you. I feel that. So now I don't want to harp on that game too much. So take me through now. You've been a part of two long tournament runs, right? right. You've uh, those two years, 2017, 2018 alone, that is 10 games all in the NCAA tournament. Is that just the wildest tournament that they're ever like? All out of all the AAUs, out of all the you know high yeah. school tournaments, middle school tournaments, is that just the craziest tournament that there that exists on earth? Yeah, it's a hella crazy. Like it's it's insane. Every all the I get it. Like once you're in it, you growing up, you see March Madness, you're like, oh yeah, everybody gets excited. But once you're in it, you're playing. The, you're practicing the preparation, the day to day, the the just the crowd, that just hearing everything. It's like, okay, yeah, this is this is different. And even being removed from that, being removed from college, you're like, all right, these boys don't know how big this is. Like, <laughs> it, it's like you don't even realize when you're playing how big. But until now, it's like, wow, like that 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 was a crazy time. So, nah, it was. It's unlike any other tournament. It's like anybody can win if you have the right momentum, the right team, the right like spirit and culture behind that team. That's what really propels and gets teams to the top. That's, I mean, that's why you hear a Cinderella story. So now that tournament is, is special. It's definitely special. Absolutely. Absolutely. So during the coach that you had at the time, coach beard, and you kind of yeah. talked about the coaching staff and everything that they, how they helped you kind of think one at a time. Now that guy who led that coaching staff and most of those coaches have gone to Austin. So right. <laughs> give me your thoughts about uh, your Olympic legend now. You're a yeah, tech yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah. So give me your thoughts about uh, Beard moving over. Now, we, we've heard some rumors about some of the comments that Tariq has made to Beard personally. Yeah. And about how, you know, um, some of some other, other people's comments. What are your, Norrence, what, what is your opinion on Coach Beard? I was pissed off. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was, I, I was like, I heard the news. I was, I mean, obviously when you're a player and you're so connected with these coaches, I kind of heard like a little bit, but when I heard like, oh, he like it happened, it was like, I think it was like four, 3 a.m. in Germany. I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was just like, are you, I was just pissed. Like I was talking to everybody on the phone. We like our group message was going crazy. I was pissed. I told Beard I was pissed. I talked to him a couple of times over that, that little, that little stretch there right when it happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard because it's, it's like, here's a guy that you love. I mean, I said on my podcast, I'm like, I, I can't, I don't have transactional love with people. Like if I was in it, like uh, you saw us as a team, like you felt how real our love was for each other. That doesn't break on a decision like it, it It will never happen for me personally. But so I told him I love him, but I love Coach Adams. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like your parents got a divorce and you're like, <laughs> it, it's so weird. And you understand the frustration and like the, the vitriol behind the fans like at Tech. Like I, that's my school. Like I definitely side with you guys. But yeah. I, I like or I love those few people in Austin, everybody else. I don't care, but those few people it's like, so it's, it's just a weird situation to put us in. And then, and then, yeah, it's just, it's so disappointing, but I mean, it worked out for the best because Mark Adams, I got to see him with a, a coaching job at the school. Like this is, it couldn't have played out better for him. And I'm so excited to obviously keep seeing these guys have success like they are. So. So how what how do you feel Mark Adams is going to be as a head coach? Where do you think that changes or does it not change at all? Mark, it, it does change. Honestly, it changes because they're different dynamics, different um, personalities. I feel like Beard is more of a 
he's a how how will I say like a a raw raw type of guy. Adams is like he'll he'll be quiet, but when he says something, like when Adams says something, you're just like damn, like <laughs> it it makes you. I don't know. It's just it's different. Like I don't know how to 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 quantify it or to articulate this in in just a a, a couple sentences. It's just so different. Um, Adams got some shit to him that nobody probably can see. Like this guy is, he got some shit to him. So if you haven't seen like riled up fired Adams yet, like, trust me, them boys have saw it. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's different, but it's kind of the same. It's definitely the same culture. And it's, and it's just, not, just different coaching styles, really. You know, I'm curious to hear about that side of Mark Adams because you hear him talk in press conferences, you hear yeah. him talk to the media. And he's kind of just comes off as this like, Oh, nice. shuck. oh, shucks. Come to my office, get some candy. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, he's a basketball coach. There's got to be that side to him, but he he's does a got good job of hiding fooled. it. He's got all of you fooled. I'm telling you, he's got all of you fooled. I'm like, it's crazy. I'm like, I watch it and I'm like, how does he do it? Like, he's just like, yeah, we're going to, this guy has a, a rage, like a, but it gets you riled up. I remember, um, what practice was it? We honestly, we used to hate like Beard used to go on sometimes like a recruiting trip or something. And there'll be who's when Beard's not there, it's Adams. And guys used to hate it because because <laughs> Adams going to have us in defensive drills. He's going to be on our ass like for hours. And it's just like, oh, my God. But we know we're getting better from it. But it's like, come on, man. Like, like usually when you think, oh, we got the substitute teacher in like, OK, we can chill like, you know. No, nah, it's worse. It's like worse. So it's, yeah, because the drill no, sergeant. No coming. movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's like it's uh, <laughs> you talking about you compared them to being parents. So you know when 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 mom's away, you're begging her, mom, can you come back? <laughs> yeah, like damn, come back, please. Yeah, no, it was so, it, it's different. Well, so so talking about you talking about them boys that are currently there. Um, you got a chance to see them play live. Well, I, and I don't think I think McCullough is the only one. Oh, Nadoni, McCullough and the only the only two that are currently in the school that were there when you played. Yeah. Um, how do you think? How do you think those two are are doing as leaders now of the team? I mean, when you were there, they were young bucks. They were you know yeah. a little seventeen, eight. McCullough yeah. was a seventeen year old when he first got there. Right, he was right. like, he couldn't even you know couldn't even get to the club. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. so how is it now? Is there leaders on the team? How do you how's that transition for them too? It's been it's been good to see. I mean, everybody's walk in leadership and you lead in different ways. Uh, not I don't think they have like a raw, raw guy, um, to be honest. But I feel like their leadership is in different ways, like showing them how to do it, like leading them. And, oh, this is how you do it. Like just talking a, a different kind of angle is, is what I saw from Kevin, for sure. And, and even Clarence, just like the social aspect, getting getting with guys, getting getting guys in different positions to be successful, not only on the court, but as men. Um, is is something I've seen. Also, TJ, TJ, we were, I mean, we were familiar with that. I, that's another guy that I've seen grown not only on the court, but as a leader, he's more talkative now. Um, just seeing that come to to fruition this year is 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 good and it's special and it's needed for this team to take that next step. Um, is is really that leadership that comes from those guys that's been so connected with a winning a winning program and a winning team that we had. So. Speaking of TJ, and that's, that's another one that played with you. Um, I've noticed this year, and it's only been, he's only got a chance to only play, I believe, in two games so far. But he seems already a lot more aggressive this yeah. year than he has before. Yeah. Now, before he seemed more willing to let the game come to him or let everybody right. else kind of play around. This year, it's kind of seemed to be that guy to say, nah, I got it. Similar to Culver's freshman year to sophomore year. And that's kind of what I attributed. Do you kind of see the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, a lot of people, there's a lot of like negatives or a lot of negative coverage around guys going to the draft and that draft process and coming back. But I feel like the positive, you see how pros work and you see like, Oh, either if you didn't think that you really were like that and you're like, Oh, I'm like that. You get to show it on a different, like, this is what I do. Like, this is how I get to that next level. And I believe for TJ, he, he was able to see it. Like once you see it and you're in those workouts, you're like, Oh, Okay, this is what they want. Oh, okay, this is how I can make my presence known on that team. Oh, I have the skill. How can I showcase it each and every night and be detailed with that stuff? We already have the the processes in place with tech. How do I use that better for my advantages? 
um, I feel like that really helped him once you see it and and it and it plays on this court and and the different offenses and schemes and stuff has has helped him as well. So no, it's been good to see for sure. He's definitely take take that uh, Jared Culver leap for sure. Mm-hmm. So of the new guys, who's really stood out to you? Bryson, Bryson, Bryson for sure. He's 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 good, man. He's skilled. He's even leadership wise. I talked to him about leadership. He's the guy I think that that will set the tone for the team. But Bryson, I, it's I mean, he's a great player. He's he's he works hard and he wants it. I mean, he he really wants it. He 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 has that kind of fire in him that that can lead a charge, lead the guys to not not just in preseason but all throughout. Can guys can rally around him. So Bryson, I've really been um. Uh, I liked what I've seen from him. Obviously, with the offense, they give him the ball. Like, we're not used to the big getting the ball and stuff. So, I'm excited just watching. I'm like, okay, the big fella gets touches down. You, so, yeah. Are you, you jealous? Again, again yeah. you're too young. Yeah, you were, you're, you're too old. That's another thing you missed out on. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, Andrew was like, the last Andrew Soros, that's my best yeah. friend. Uh, he's like, nah, bro, like, the last time we had a big like this, was you and Tubby was there. I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, but <laughs> sacrifice is good. But now with this coaching style, it's been, it's been honestly refreshing to see him, him touch the ball and make a, such a dominant impact down there. Also, Davion Warren, he, he takes like, he plays so hard. He, he I feel like he's taking like 40 charges. Like to, he's just sold out. And I feel like just the little things like that, the charges, when you come, from a school where you were the guy, you were the scorer, and you come in day two, you take like two charges already in the second game. In the first game, you took two. I'm like, that's what I see. Like this guy's bought in. Like I don't have, I don't care if he scores anything. Like if he takes four charges in two games and he just like he's bought in, and that's how I can scale. Like wins, that's win. So yeah. you know, you know who he reminds me of. He, he kind of reminds me of the Matt Mooney story, like a known scorer coming from a different school who the second he gets on campus is bought in on defense. Right. Right. Now nah, he's, he's like, yeah, he, a, a lot can be made parallels to his story to Matt. That, that is true. I never thought about that, but I know that that kid works his ass off. So that, that those two for sure. That's a really good comparison. Cause Matt Mooney's a guy that coming in from San Diego or South Dakota, San Diego from South Dakota, um, I I know I didn't think yeah. I don't think anybody else thought he could play defense. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. you see how he puts up thirty points a game. He ain't playing no defense. You know not this <laughs> six it's foot four. It's literally just the buy into the culture, and it's nice yeah. to see when guys do it early like those two players did. So it definitely helps. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what do you think the ceiling is for this team? The ceiling, the championship, national championship. I mean, for honestly, I mean. Honestly, the the talents there, the talents there, the coaches there, the the systems are in place, the offense is there, the coaches are there. I mean, the, the the fans and every everything, every ingredient you need to get to that level where we were at, they have it. Like they literally have it. I feel like it's just with this team is gelling and and it's patience. It's like for for a guy like me and and our team, we we want to see these guys win, win, let's do it, let's do it. But we got to recognize, like, we got to separate ourselves from this team. It's a different team. They're not going to do it the way that we did it. And it doesn't have to look the way that we looked. Like, they are a separate team. They are on their own separate journey. They need to find themselves and what works for them. But as long as the culture is there and the staff and the guys are working and they have that mindset, I think the sky's the limit for them. Absolutely. I, You know, it's funny. Right now they're unranked. Um, which is fine. I, I always, I, in college basketball, I always, the rankings are one thing, but then I always exactly. look at the, the nerd rankings, the, the Ken Palm rankings. I don't know if you're familiar with those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, Ken Palm has Tech 11th currently, right? Really? Those, yeah, to me, to me, Ken Palm is always much more accurate. The whole year in 2018, where Tech was fighting to climb up the AP rankings, Ken Palm had Tech as a top 10 team all year long. So that's really? that's kind of usually the, the Ken Palm is the rankings that has is more accurate to who's actually good. And Tech's eleventh yeah. right now. I you know, did not know that. I yeah, did not tech, know that. AP, no bias it, in it. Yeah, they're yeah. caught up. <laughs> they're caught up on strength of schedule, but we're we're gonna start playing some teams here pretty soon. So right now we'll see. We'll see for sure. So how is so? With that being said, I mean, as we you know, we have a tough stretch coming up. Providence. Uh, Tennessee and Madison Square Garden. You know all about Madison Square Garden, how yep. it is play out there. Um, and then Gonzaga, how is the preparation different against some of these real tough teams versus 
you know, some of the teams they've just played like a Lamar, like a Omaha, which aren't up to the same pedigree. Again, to be honest, I'm not kidding. To be honest, it's the same. It's literally the same. And I think that attention to detail gets you far. You can't take any team lightly. It's always a season. We take, let's say they where they're playing two games. It's a two game season. Let's win both games in this season. It's like that focus, that that detail and every single possession of that game is is how you scale wins. It's like it's it's different in in the sense of just everybody else around it but the team they they know it's another game that they get better and and they can see themselves against competition just like the other players the other team so it's it's something that I know the the coaches from a what did they win by thirty last game they're definitely stressing that like all right even harder like they're getting on this is probably the toughest week they had because of that oh everybody else thinks we're good oh everything like going well we're about like no this is the time to actually lock in and have another match so now the preparation is the same the attention to detail is the same so have you, what do you think about the uh, uh, Womble Center? Bro, that oh my god! I, I'm telling you, man, you really just were born like three yeah. years too. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that, they are. They don't know what they have, bro. Like that is Hollywood. I said, when did Lubbock, Texas, become Hollywood? I said, oh my goodness! Like that place. No, that place. When I went into tech at 2014, we used to we used to wait in the back gym with Tubby Smith, like for volleyball to come out, he'd be pissed. Cause now they just got two courts, their own, like, Oh my <laughs> God, bro. That place is beautiful. Like it's crazy. Like they don't know what they have. I, I mean, Dusty's <laughs> unbelievable. He did it again with football. Uh, yeah. Like much respect to him, much thanks to him, but nah, they, they got a Jesus. I don't know what to say. Like there's no words for that place for real. Hey, so one one thing is we had uh, my boy Todrick Gotra was on here uh, way back when he's, he's been on here. Yeah, he he he's been on what we like to call the forgotten pot, the, uh, the lost podcast. <laughs> he's on here twice, and I uh, a certain somebody lost the podcast episode. We're not going to call that person out uh, uh, whatsoever. Yeah, it we, wasn't you know, me. Not, if you're yeah. wondering, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no, it's, you know, it was one of the two of us. Um, but uh, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk bad about that person. It was you. oh god um well one of the things that he talked about at the time and actually we talked to him i think this was um right after your 2018 run um and he talked about the maturation that y'all had and he was talking about you and keenan and 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 the guys that the 2014 class that really set the tone for where texas tech is now and how proud he was of y'all then i mean that 2014 class i mean put in your words how do you feel to be really the the transition from well, Tubby Sauter. I've always said gave credit to Tubby and what right. he's done. Cause I don't think right. Beard is able to do what he does without Tubby setting that foundation. Right. right. Like y'all's class being really the start of all these great things that have happened. It's special. Whenever you can build something up from day one and you see everything, like you see every single move from the coaches to the staff, to the nutrition staff, to the support staff, to the GAs, to the man, to the managers, just, Everybody, when you can see how things come to fruition and you were at the center of it and you played a big role on, on leaving a legacy in a place to get to tournaments where we haven't reached or heights that we haven't reached to eventually the national tournament. It's just it, the, the word is it's it, you can't even say it, but special because, I mean, I, I us guys, we, we laid the foundation when we came in. We had a chance to leave when Tubby left. And we all were so close and we all were so we knew like something here in Lubbock, something we're building here is just different than if we were to skip out and leave to other places. I think in this culture of college basketball now, it's it's probably easier. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that if you put us guys that 2014 class in this climate, I don't think we leave because we had something we just knew like, nah, this is like this is different. Like, we're going to do something here. And even if those guys that they weren't all on that that national championship uh, run team, they still played a big part in it. And, and it's just like it's special because every single one of them and, and myself, we left a legacy. So that is definitely absolutely. special. Absolutely. You absolutely left a legacy. Um, and, you know, the things that y'all, that class did for basketball. Listen, when I was at Tech, when I was at Tech, I think we won eight <laughs> games my junior year. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, my senior. We won eight games. That was a Billy Gillespie day. So then we yeah. follow that up with Larry Jesus. Walker. Day. It's like we yeah. won eight. It was a bad year. I used yeah. to be in that stadium with like ten people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you're yeah. trying to heckle. You're trying to heckle the other team, and everybody hears every single word you say. You know? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell somebody he got a Whataburger head, uh, edge up. <laughs> We're nah, in a room with fifteen people. They'll hear you exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, the, the the you know that foundation that y'all had. I remember graduating, seeing y'all play um, Andrew Wiggins. And playing that Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid and playing that to a tip off, and I'm like, hold on, this is with you know the fact that we yeah. lose that one game by, by a point, yeah. that started it in my opinion. Yeah, and the work that y'all did was fantastic. So definitely want to thank you. Definitely want to thank that whole class. Um, we do got to get to an ad break, and y'all know what it is: Manscaped. Christmas season is here, uh, and Manscaped. We're we're trying to hook it up to y'all so you can get gifts. For your loved ones, for your dad, for your brother. I've already told you that women can use this too. The lawnmower 4.0 is great for just all types of body hair shaving. So make sure to get and with promo code tortillas, that's plural, promo code tortillas. We'll hook it up 20% off of any manscaped item. Make sure you get it. I use it. I use all the all the swag they have in those little packages. Those, those packages, those boxes are fantastic. Absolutely great, absolute great gifts. Norris can go ahead and get it for his twin brother. You know what I'm saying? So that next time he punches him in the chest, make sure to give him, <laughs> give him a little buzz cut, something like that. I got you. I got you. So uh, absolutely. Uh, tort- promo code tortillas. You get 20% off of Manscaped. So with that being said, Norris, um, let's talk a little bit about the Mind Bully podcast. Let's, let's talk about it. That is your podcast where you talk a lot about this your life. Um, mental health is a big part of it. Uh, a lot of every episode that I've heard so far has some aspect of mental health, some aspect of, you know, your, uh, the episode I, I heard about, a, what was it about a week or two ago was like your why and why things happen, why mentally you want to do things. So talk a little bit about the mind bully podcast. Yeah, man. Like really, I've always been this positive, this kind of guy that loves pouring into people and serving. And I feel like we're in a time, even with the pandemic, I was in Germany and I went through a tough time. Uh, I mean, with my first episode, I kind of laid it all out there, but I go through a time where I never really thought that I would experience like a, a dark place where things and thoughts and and just my experiences were, were kind of getting the best of me and overwhelming me. Um, and, and it just made me think, like, if I'm feeling this in this moment, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling like in a dark, deep place that I can't di- dip out of. I know somebody else is going through a situation like this, too. Like, yes, it's good for basketball. We we love basketball. We love sports. We love to be entertained. But what happens when we go home and it's a Monday or a Tuesday and it's just like 12 p.m.? Like, what are we doing in those moments for ourselves? And and that's just what I wanted to think about when, when I thought of mind beliefs, just like, the, the the real you and and the false you and that voice in your head that's telling you that you can't do it, you're unworthy, like you'll never get to that place that you want to be, whether it's your childhood that's that's put things in your head to to make you act a certain way. It's just overcoming that voice and and becoming who you need to be for yourself and who you need to be to get to 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 your value and your purpose. So that's really what I, I wanted to do with my podcast. And it's really showcasing me and I guess put myself on front street and, and kind of allowing every, each and every listener to listen to what I actually go through as a person and kind of like a positive spin on how do I change my mindset and how do I flip from, Oh, I went from this perspective, but these are practices. One, two, three is how I'm going to get to where I need to be. So that's why I thought of Mind Bully Podcast. First, I think this it's great for fans, great for listeners to really get and hear your personality, right? I think for the most yeah. part, for, for five years at Tech, you were you were the one that always had the mean mug on, you know. You were, <laughs> yeah. you were the Kevin Garnett, you know. You yeah. Were the one yeah. That, you know, people you'd walk down. Or I'm sure walking across campus, people like, oh my god, you know, like yeah, you know, you you're a six foot ten black dude walking around, I'm walking yeah. around, you know. So yeah. having the opportunity to really see your your personality. Uh, or hear your personality, hear, you know, some of the, some of the thoughts that go through your mind and also the athlete part of it. Right. And I think right. Draymond just came out with a podcast. Draymond Green just came out with a podcast too. It's yeah. very, it's similar in that aspect of, you know, I'm an athlete, but I'll, you know, this is what goes on my mind. This is what, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, the mental aspect of it. And it's great insight. Yeah. It's, it's funny you said that because 
you know, a lot of people like they say, like, I have RBF, I guess, with my eyebrows. I look like I'm angry all the time. Right. Like, let, me tell you, let me tell you something, bro. You look angry all the time. Yeah. It's, on, it's, on camera, on camera, you look angry. You know what I'm saying? And then when people <laughs> actually meet me and we talk, we're like, bro, I didn't think you were going to be like this. Or like, you're the nicest person. Yeah. The girl's like, oh, you're a teddy bear. I'm like, I, I don't think I like that compliment, but whatever. But no, I just. I don't know. It's just the way my face is, I guess. But no, I just I'm a real person that that really cares about people and how they react and want to see them become their best self. So why not a podcast? And and a lot of my friends would always ask me, like, bro, you got to do something like I used to post stuff on my close my close friends on Instagram. They're like, bro, like do something like and it's always like if I'm going to do something, it has to be real value. I just don't want to just do straight entertainment. I feel like that's that's good, but it doesn't stick. Maybe I if I can give some content that stick and then add some little nuance in there, they get both. So Mind Bully Podcast is is where uh, I can actually showcase who I am. So, you know, I'll say one of I've listened to a few episodes now. One of my favorites was I think it's when anxiety attacks. Yeah. And uh, I, I just appreciate how honest you can be like with yourself and, yeah. and with mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad and, and yeah. you know, how how you can admit like, you know, you're, you're, you're striving towards a goal and your, your brain is telling you, this is how you get there. But then there's always, you know, that mind bully, the other side of that brain that's, that's trying to lead you astray. And I think some of the things you said in that episode, especially about like your biggest fear was not being able to control things. And that you, you started rambling and you apologized a million times, but that was my favorite episode because really? it felt like you were the most candid it yeah. was, you know, off the cuff. And I just, I really appreciate your, your like honesty and your. No, your thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I, I'm glad that you found value in that. Actually, a lot of people, they said that was the, the, the one that resonated with them a lot. And even for myself, my friends that hear it, the first couple of episodes, I'm really finding my voice and trying to, because it's like the mind really telling me not, nah, if you're going to do this, you do it this way. Like you, you yeah. give value this, this, this one, two, three, and then give a, something at the end that makes them but it's like all right i'm tired of that sometimes i have to just like be free and like talk things out i feel like i'm such a colorful kind of personality and and everything i have add so i just rush at once but it's like i think people can resonate with somebody actually being vulnerable and and being themselves and talking about what they work through and seeing how my mindset is to get to the next step and and i'm glad that people really found value in that so yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, Dylan was talking about how you were real with yourself. The, the episode that I actually just recently listened to was you and your brother. Yeah, and so yeah. He, so North, North has a twin brother, Nick, who's in who's in medical school. And one of the things that I thought was interesting in it was you kind of talked about how you labels. Yeah. You kind of get labeled early on. So you were labeled the athlete. Your brother was labeled the smart one. And, yeah. and now, you know, you're you ended up being a college basketball player and you're you're trying not to go to the NBA and he's in med school. He's becoming a doctor and how those labels, though, they both have kind of helped progress you. You know, you question whether those labels, you know, autom- you, you felt the need to live up to those labels. You felt, yeah. you know, the, the you know, you it sounded the, the, the ability that you had to look in the mirror, I think, is really impressive. Right. Uh, and it's like for me, it's like the duality of, yeah, I'm this player and I want to work to to be an NBA player and he wants to work to be a doctor. But when can we actually be other people like something creative that we like, like a podcast or art or when can we actually do mm-hmm. something that we actually connect with, like to to serve in a different way? Like you're able to to recreate yourself each and every day to through different avenues and different ventures. So I believe podcast for me is that way to serve in a different way than just basketball. So, well, I mean, you're also Nigerian and I feel like Nigerian, you only can be either a doctor an engineer or, <laughs> or a hall of fame, <laughs> hall of fame, NBA player for the Rockets. Yeah. So you got to be the best. Options. Yeah. No, you're right though. You're right though. I'm those trying to break only, free from that. You're right. Yeah. No, those are the only options. You know, y'all are great at everything, but making jollof rice. So that's. Oh really, my uh, God. <laughs> Oh my God, you can in? Ah, of course. Ah, oh bus. my okay. God, bro. <laughs> shut up. Stop. Stop. That is false. That's cap. So, and then, of course, hey, one of the things you said on, on one of your podcast episodes is that y'all used to sit around and watch uh, Hakeem Elijah once. So are you a Rockets fan? No. Come on, bro. I'm not. I'm oh not. my God. I'm not. I grew up a diehard Mavs fan. I'm get this Dirk man fan. off this podcast. Dirk was like my favorite <laughs> player growing up. You're crazy. Like, no. How dare I'm you? A, no, no. But Go I, Spurs I did go. watch it. Keen. Yeah. What'd you yeah. say? I said, go Spurs go. 
Oh my! No, actually, I won't say I hate you him. worse. I hate him even worse. I, no, I hate him even more. No, no. Dude, we got we got the Texas Texas Triangle in this episode. Yeah, right we all we're all representing here. That's yeah, right. But, that's right. Jesus. So, uh, some months ago, you talked about you, you kind of when when everybody and what it felt like in America a few months ago was into crypto. Crypto was it, and it's funny because like I personally. Head, I, I, I'm not an investor. I don't really invest much. My cousin is huge in it. He actually has his own podcast. I guess it runs That's in the cool. family. He has his own podcast where he's talking talking investing, right? And so I, I hit him up. He's earlier this year. He's teaching me how to invest and things like that. And I'm like, you know what? Crypto is what I'm going to start doing. I'll start getting into crypto a little bit. I just, I have the belief that something else will blow like Bitcoin. And I want right. to be on the ground level of that. Um, and then... Literally the second I decided I made that decision, Dogecoin is just going crazy, and Elon Musk is tweeting about it. And, yeah, and I got it. I got in on Dogecoin at like 0.03, but I didn't sell when it was like at 0.8. Like I should have. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, tell us a little bit about crypto. I know you're you're heavily. Um, Dogecoin is be it yeah. like it's shit. It's shit. It's deflationary <laughs> coin, and and one guy holds like a bunch of them. The last time I checked, so it's like if he sells, you're all screwed. Like I'm sure a lot of people are screwed already. So it's just like, no, it's my journey with that is has been funny. Like I heard about Bitcoin a long time ago. Like I had a little group chat, and my friend had it when it was like low, low, and I'm like, yeah. And I put a little bit in and I kept it in. I actually checked. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm smart. Like, I, I have no like whatever. But uh, it's really for me, it's like Bitcoin. I put in every every week. Actually, I put in a mountain in Bitcoin and, and uh, Ethereum. I've had it for like, let's say, a year and a half now. Um, so I've, I've got some good gains off of the Ethereum. And now with the smart contracts and NFTs, I'm I'm able to kind of use it in a different way. Um, but really it's just been up and down and I, I kind of try to stay focused. I was on the the trading craze for, for a minute there. I was just trading and moving it and I lost a ton of money, thousands. But my, my thing now is like kind of settling in and kind of setting my base with, all right, I got investing. I have different portfolios. I have crypto uh, and now it's real estate. So it's trying to kind of build an empire that way. So now nah, crypto is, is very, it's something like my eyes perk up to because I watch, like I watch and I read different things and it's like these million, these billionaires are reading so much. Why can't I read? So I try to read at least something about the space and something about a new project every single day. So now, nah, but stay away, stay away, stay away from Dogecoin. Stay away from Dogecoin. <laughs> Dome's a, a crypt. Really? Uh... <laughs> What do you what do you, what are you into? I mean, so right, I I am currently losing on Dogecoin. I, I'm hoping it turns itself around, but I'm not in too heavy. Yeah. Um, I, I got out of Bitcoin at a good time. I made a good chunk of money on Bitcoin. Really, I'm not you got in out on it? Yeah, I'm not on it now. Wow. And, and now the only I have a little bit of Dogecoin, and then I'm in on Ethereum. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum's but, what I got right now too. Yeah. And maybe maybe you can enlighten me, Lawrence. Uh, from all that I've read, like. Uh, data mining, like the the process of mining these coins, is terrible for the environment. Is what I've heard, <laughs> and so that w- that's what kills me the most about it. Like, no, it is, it is, and like I think Elon said something about the environment that something that contradict like the whole. Like, it was bad, like because because uh, Tesla, they they it's it's a whole big thing. Like he was contradicting what he was saying, so it's just like, is this guy just pumping this or just like? it's 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 a thing like that's true it's but honestly I, it sounds bad but man i'm in it for the for the cheese for the, for the money so <laughs> I mean, so nah it's i think i ain't mad, I ain't mad at you that's, well, I'm that's really, why everybody's in it. i'm really like locked in on smart contracts because i think you can do so much with that like when you think of let's say like your house bills or say like oh you need your records like you need your birth certificate oh and and you're in germany oh there's no verification oh let me send this through a smart contract they verify it's only you like that type of stuff that forward thinking how people are already thinking about different contracts and that like verifiable to that one person and even like music wise like your your masters like that that space is the space so it's like the more people can actually listen and think about that and their day to day like is 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 when you can see success. The days of this dollar, the dollar is the dollar inflation. Your dollar in that little bank account that you got is losing money right now and right now and right now and right now it's losing value. So it's like 
put it in the asset, put it in something that makes mm-hmm. like more money. So just, just that way. So. So it sounds like you're about to be my my uh, personal my financial advisor. No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is not so, financial advice. With hey, nah, man, nah, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes right now. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> this is not financial. I choose uh, trading. Can you're be li- risky, blah blah blah. You're you're a li- you're liable for your own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm back in on Bitcoin, and it's all Norris's fault. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. So as we wind down this podcast, Norris, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you on. Uh, we really appreciate it here at Tortillas and Takes. Is there anything else you want to say to the people? No, likewise. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Tortillas and Takes, to be honest, I didn't listen but once back in the day. But now nah, you guys are good guys. <laughs> I had a great time here. I'll definitely listen. Um, listen in. I'm thankful to just showcase myself and talk to some good guys. So thank you guys for having me. Um, please follow the IG at Mindbully Podcast on Instagram, at Mindbully Pod on Twitter, Mindbully Podcast on every single platform. Tap in with me and every Monday. So thank you guys. God bless you. Thank you, sir, so much. So There you go. Dylan, anything you want to say to the people? Well, more, more to Norrance, uh, I, I didn't want to put legend on you. You kind of walked away from that. But we, we, we can definitely say you were a part of the foundation that built Texas Tech Athletics. I think we can all agree on that label. I mean, I, with you, Keenan Evans, Jarrett Culver, Zach Smith, like mm-hmm. I, I consider Todrick Gocher, I consider you guys like foundation pieces for Texas Tech basketball. And I think we all thank you guys for putting in Love. the hard work so that we're here now. Love. Thank you. Love, love. That's love. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Norrence, once again, thanks for coming on the podcast. Like I said earlier in this podcast, unfortunately, we are no longer a part of Guns Up Nation, but we will have a new network that we will be a part of. But, you know, that's a secret. That's a secret. I can't divulge that information to everybody. So you but you'll see you will know sooner rather than later. Um, but you know, we had to, if we don't have Norris on the pod, we don't want to, we don't want to break that news just yet. We want this <laughs> pod to be about Norris and everything that we have going on there. So, um, yeah, make sure to listen to the mind bully podcast. Uh, make sure to also leave a review for mind bully podcast and for tortillas and takes podcast, leave a review, give us five stars. Yo, give us one star. If you hate it, Hey, what I had to say, that's fine. We want to know ways we can be better as well. So, um, and then of course, Promo code Tortillas to get 20% off of Manscaped. So for Dylan, my producer extraordinaire, and for Norrence, this is I'll Be Sure. You've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast. Not powered by Guns of Nation. Force of habit. <laughs> As always, stay wrecked, people.